Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. (laughs) Red is in the house. I can't believe this is the last Monday of January 2022. Oh my, we're so grateful to get through 2021. And here we are and we're zooming literally and figuratively through the new year. Happy to be here. This is my special Monday Night Roundtable show talking about creativity. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to my guests? It's part of your life, whether you know it or not. Every time you pick up a phone or you go on a Zoom, without a script, without slides, unless you're doing a presentation, you're improving it. You're creating something. You're doing it every minute of every day, whether you realize it or not. And I have four very special guests here. We're going to talk about their take, their POV point of view about creativity. So hello to everybody. Guests, just wave hello to Facebook. And I have a little chore, a little homework assignment right now, pop pop quiz thing for my guests. We have to say hello to a very special lady we go by. Her name is LLL. I'm going to count to three. I want you to all help me welcome hello, LLL. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. Lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And I'm still trying to raise money fictitiously to get her to move to London because she lives in Whitestone, New York. Laura listens every week, and if she doesn't get the promo every Monday morning, she emails me at 8 o'clock, where are the details for tonight's show? I have to hear it. And she will guaranteed by 8.01 p.m. Eastern, lovely, lanky Laura Legs will email me and tell me what she got from each of my special guests tonight. So you're all in for a treat. I'll read that email if you stay on with me for a little while. So this is January 31st. It's the 31st day of 2022. Well, that was an easy one, Red. We have 334 days left in the year. This is the fifth Monday, and nobody cares about that except me. And we're still in the sign of Aquarius. We're calling this episode, Read My Lips, Purposeful Creativity. And that's Sign. That's something about what all my guests are. That's a little bit of a preview. Let me tell you who you're going to be hearing from today, and then I will have them do a more complete bio into my guests who are on with me. When you're speaking, I'll put you on full screen speaker view so everybody on Facebook will see just you, but we'll be looking at each other here in gallery view. So first up, I want you to wave when I call your name. Shell Harrington. Hello, Shell. She's a humorist, a family law attorney. I didn't know that humor and law went together, but that's another discussion, and we'll see what you have to say about that. And a law professor, her fat bottom 50s get fierce Facebook page has over 490,000 followers, and she's going to be here talking about a brand new book she just wrote. Shell, wave hello. There you are. And Shell's going to introduce herself more completely in just a moment. We have Marilyn Bushy with us. Marilyn is the co-author of Retirement Your Way, the No Stress Roadmap. I like that. We're designing your next chapter and loving your future, and she is a serial entrepreneur. Hello, Marilyn. Welcome. Nice to see you. We have Rudy Poe. Hello, Rudy. Rudy's there. He's an entrepreneur, an Emmy award-winning documentary filmmaker, and a creator of the online course Embracing Page, your go-to guide to your desired future. I see a lot of freezing here. Just ignore it, but we are still here coming to you live. Rudy, welcome. And we have Gail M. McDonald. Maybe she'll tell us what M stands for. Co-author with Marilyn of 
retirement your way, the no stress roadmap for designing your next chapter and loving your future. And she is the president of Transition Resources. So our topic today is purposeful creativity. Let's go around the table and get some more detailed information about my special guest, Cheryl Harrington. You came to me through a referral from lovely lady named Michelle Tennant Nicholson, who is a publicist, publicist, a PR agent. And I said, I needed a guest for today. And she said, I've got the right person for you with Shell Harrington. So, Shell, welcome. And please take about three minutes and give us a little more detail about who you are and a little bit about your take on creativity. Shell, go ahead. Well, thank you, Red. And I'm delighted to be here. I'm glad, I'm glad Michelle matched us up. This is a fun topic. And you wonder how humor connects with being an attorney. I think humor is what allows me to be an effective attorney. If, if I didn't have that to fall back on and not take myself too seriously with that topic, I, I'm not sure where I'd be. Family law is a, is a pretty heavy topic representing children and uh, spouses as they go through one of the most difficult times in their life. So I try and even be creative in that endeavor, how I approach law and not get stuck with templates and forms and, and remember that there's real people with different issues. And then on my other side of my alternative life, I just hang out with Fat Bottom 50s, Get Fierce, and um, interact with people who are going through the same wacky changes with bodies, mind, attitude that uh, comes along with crossing that major milestone of half a century. And that is a major milestone. For those of us who went into the next milestone, I say, yes, I remember it when. <laughs> Would you believe, Shell, when I was about to turn, I think it was 35, no, 30, I skipped a year and I told my kids I was, I was turning 30 when I was only turning 29 because I wanted to just make the leap and see how it felt to be 30. <laughs> I did the same at 50, and my son keeps emailing me and saying, Mom, don't make us all a year older. You skipped a year. Stop that. I've done that at several of those age leaps. So, Shell, thank you for clarifying that, and we're delighted to have you and looking forward. And your book, you're behind, behind you is your book, Over 50 Defined. I, I do have one question before we move on to, uh, to Marilyn next. Tell me, Fat Bottom 50s Get Fierce, seriously, how did you come up with that one? And get away with it, Shell. Yeah, the, the, my best friend and I live in different states, and we were trying to find a way to connect. And we found ourselves over 50, overstressed, and overweight. And we figured, okay, we can handle two out of three of these, right? We can change two out of three. One we're kind of stuck with. I'll let you figure out which one. So we just we connected and plugged in with where we were, called it like it was. And um, turns out there's a whole lot of other people out there who who get where we are and decided to hang out with us. I, I appreciate that. And you know, the big buzzword, you all know that the mantra today is be your authentic self. Now I'm not making fun of it, but when I talk to people, this is what you get kids. They used to call it in desktop publishing, WYSIWYG. Remember what you see is what you get. Well, this is it. There's no barriers. There's no facade. Here. This is it. And if this isn't authentic, I don't know what I need to do to be authentic, but you by saying that shell, it's like, let's really admit, let's own it. Right. Let's uh, own who we are. And let's just say we're proud to be who and get fierce. That's the big part. We're, we are what we are, but we're getting fiercer. fiercer. Yeah. Fiercer, fiercer every day. Fiercer. That works. Thank you very uh, much. Marilyn Bushy, you're up. Tell us a little more about what you do. Marilyn, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I'll start off by saying that I am a serial entrepreneur and I've had uh, four businesses, five if you count, the one that my best friend and I started when we were in high school, catering little children's birthday parties, which was really one of the most fun. Yeah. 
we had a Batman theme and we made a paper mache Batman K. We had a princess, of course, back then, because I'm past the 50. Uh, back then, princesses were still very popular. So we had <laughs> crowns and all of that. So that started my adventure as an entrepreneur. Went through college, graduated, and my first job was not an entrepreneur. It was buying target missiles for the federal government. So, yes, I know. Seriously? I, seriously. You didn't, you didn't open with that? Go, go ahead. Tell me more. I, I, I still look back and I think, how could they possibly have put a 21, well, 22-year-old in charge of buying missiles? for uh, White Sands and Los Alamos, but uh, I, I made it through. I didn't kill any test pilots or anything like that. And uh, then I, I was in Huntsville, Alabama. I had gone there to, at Huntsville, uh, the Redstone Arsenal. And one day in the laundry room, a, a tall, good-looking man walked in. And that tall, good-looking man became my husband. And I always say we have a very clean relationship since we met in the laundry room. <laughs> And with him, I traveled about the United States. The first place we went was to Burlington, Vermont, because that was where he was from. And uh, I had uh, five feet of snow. Now, this is a girl from Louisiana and not used to snow at all. So I started exploring and doing different things to take up the time. And I started working for one of the two major uh, employment services in the U.S. and nationally. And then when we got transferred yet again, we got transferred down to Philadelphia and I started working again for another, the other largest one. Then my husband got laid off and we decided to move to Dallas. And we moved to Dallas about the time the show Dallas started. So that's pretty thrilling. Yeah. And uh, so I decided to go to work in a, with an employment agency because that's what I knew. And then after a while, I decided I could do this myself. And doggone it, I could do it better. And I opened my first real business. And that was called the Temporary File. And it was a temporary service. And I loved it. Uh, being in charge is my thing. I love being in control. And I had that for five years. And then I was lucky enough to sell it. That was phenomenal. And I worked for the company that bought it for a little while. And then I got that itch again. And I thought, yeah, I, I, I don't want to do this. I want to be my own. And I started a training and consulting business and love it. That is where I first met the, one of the loves of my life um, and not besides my husband. And that was because it allowed me to be creative. And to me, creativity really is the spice of life. And I was able to train people, teach people, and help them through changes and do it all with fun. We used to call it entertainment. And I had the chance to create a board game for one of my classes. I had uh, won an award for creativity for one of the, the uh, things that we used in our classes. So that was a ball. And then I transitioned into coaching and coaching is again, it's so fun because you get to help people make changes and you get to challenge them to be creative for themselves. So creativity has always been a thing with me. And now I have the chance to work with my good buddy and uh, be collaboratively creative with her. And that's kind of my journey. Thank you very much. And I think a theme we're hearing here, Rudy Poe in Marilyn's story is 
Six letters. It starts with C. It ends with E. The word is change, and that is, is the mantra for Mr. Rudy Poe. So how's that for a segue, Rudy? I hope you're it's, proud of me. I just a, I like it. It's a good one. It's a good one, yeah. Thank you. Okay, yeah, you know, Rudy, I, you're I, up. I, Go ahead. I, I noticed the same thing. We've got over, people over 50. We've got changing careers, and I'm on my beginning, what I consider my third career, um, and I am in pursuit of my, the thing I'm trying to create right now is my best life. And, you know, that includes a lot of different things. I was wrestling with that in my head the other day about what am I trying to create? I'd like to make a film, another film. I'd like to write another book. I'd like to keep going with this and that and all this and I'd like to design a house. I mean, I don't know where to start. There's not enough hours in the day, but you know, um, my whole life of change started way back when I was a kid. I went to a lot of different schools and parents got divorced and this and that. And I ended up in film school somehow at UCLA in grad school and stumbled into documentary filmmaking and created my own production company with a partner. And we produced over 200 different hours, 200 hours of programming about all different kinds of things from military stuff to, to uh, PBS things and Hollywood documentaries and all that kind of stuff. So that was a great experience. Uh, and then I went on and, and, and I co-founded a company called Just Food for Dogs, which is going strong right now. And uh, uh, fortunately, I don't have to be there on the day-to-day -day anymore, but um, that's, that's going well. And I just wrote my book. And like I say, my next chapter is kind of working on my own project. So that's where I am. And I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you here, Rudy. And it sounds like change has been one of those. It, it, listen, are we all over 50? Can we all admit to that? We can all just, okay, yeah. all right. All right, some of us are a little more than that and we'll admit to that too. If we hadn't changed, Rudy, if we hadn't been able to do something, and now it sounds like Marilyn made a lot of decisions. I want to change. I want to do this. I want to that. Gail, we can hear some noise in the background there. So I want, yep, yep, yep. Okay, thank you very much. It's it's stopping Zoom from, from hearing us, but thank you. I Live radio, what did I tell you? It's a reality show here. Uh, Rudy, it sounds like, if we hadn't been able to do change, to accept change, to grow with change, or just to to stop fighting change, we wouldn't be here talking about it. Look at look at the mm -hmm. challenges we've all had. My mother lived to a hundred. Frankly, I don't know how she did it. She was still in her own apartment. She refused to have an age she didn't need. She played mahjong, played bridge, played piano, got her hair done every week, got her nails done. She was a fashion queen. And she just kept on going and recreating what she had to do as the people in her life came and went. And there were some sad departures, obviously, at 100. And all of her friends lived to 100, too. Her best friend passed away two years later at 104. I don't know how they did it, but Rudy, if they hadn't been able to somehow have this changeable, changeability in their DNA, how could they have done it? And we'll talk about that a little bit. Rudy, any quick comments about that before I go to Gail? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody here and, and, and your friend there, it's like change. And I'm of the opinion that change either happens to you or because of you. And so it's like, are you re do you live a reactive life or a proactive life? And so if you want to get somewhere, it's it's up to you. You know, you got to kind of set your sights on where you want to go. I call it your desired future. I know, Gail, and you guys have another word for it in your book. Um, but, you know, set your sights on something and go create that which doesn't exist today. And that is the process of creation. There you go. Creativity and change. And by the way, Rudy, I think I'm on my seventh career. So I got to beat by a couple <laughs> there, at least my seventh. We'll talk about that later. Gail McDonald, so happy you're here. You are Marilyn's partner in her book and in some of the work she's doing. So Gail, why don't you give us the scoop? Who are you? What are you doing? Let's hear about your take on creativity. Welcome, Gail. 
Well, thank you, Red. Um, since we're talking about creativity, I thought I would just bucket my description of myself into a couple of categories that relate. Uh, one is that I've lived in, it turns out I counted them up today, about 12 cities in my lifetime, which for military people is nothing, but it's probably a bit more than most. Um, and I grew up moving around. So I started in Massachusetts, lived in the South. Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, including Durham, North Carolina. Ah, Red. Yeah, yeah, good town. And uh, upstate New York, New York City, Miami, and Dallas. Uh, what that, to me, that connects to creativity because I had to, as a child, and including as an adult, be somewhat resilient, be able to be open to change, and be able to meet new people, and all of that takes a form of creativity and resilience. Uh, or, and if you don't have it, you learn it, uh, basically, along the way. Um, personally, I've been married for 45 years, and uh, that takes some creativity, I think, you know, on both sides. Um, <laughs> we have two grown daughters, four grandchildren, two sons-in-law, and grandchildren are wonderful. Uh, they keep me young, for sure, and keep me on my toes mentally and physically. Professionally, I've worked in, first half of my career was in corporations. I worked in four different companies, mostly in human resources, somewhat in government relations, uh, ended up at the sea level. Then I worked in, um, then I basically did what Marilyn has done, the last 25 years, I've been an executive coach and a um, consultant. And next, I uh, moved on to authorship with my dear buddy, Marilyn. And we think that we have brought in some ability to be creative working together. Uh, and we found ways to do that. And we've created some models that we think might be at least a little different. Uh, and so all along, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And that's interesting. And, and Shell, you brought in the idea of needing humor in practice of family law. And did that make it fun, Shell? It, it's just a necessary, I don't know that I can call it fun, <laughs> but it made it less, less heavy. You know, it just, yeah. there's a place for it in, in every aspect of life, even with situations that aren't humorous, there are ways to bring in humor. Um, you, you have to be creative to get it in there sometimes, but it's, it's so much a part of who I am that I can't imagine. But my whole uh, attorney thing is uh, I speak on ways to stay out of my office. Let's, let's do marriage better and, and stay out of my office and I'll find something else to do. That's my mantra there. <laughs> I love it. I bet your clients appreciate that because you're already working for their success before you've, you've even started to talk to them. Right? Let's keep, find a way to keep you out of my office so we don't want to have belabored many hours. I don't know what you charge per hour. I'm not getting there. But anyway, just, and interesting, you're projecting their success on your mantra of what you're trying to do with, a, with humor. I like that. I like that a lot. What I'd like to do now, and thank you all for sharing your stories, uh, I need to have a word defined here. I think you're going to all appreciate it. And Shell, I'm picking on you because it's a word in your book, Over 50 Defined. And the word is, am I saying this right? Quinbloids? Is this yes. right? Shell, yes. Can you tell everybody what a quinbloid is? Because I think they all need to know it and they'll appreciate it. Because I have a feeling we can make up some quinbloids during the show. Don't get me I hope so. Rudy and Marilyn and, and Gail. It's okay. Don't be frightened. Go ahead, Shell. What is it? 
A quinbloit, which is a noun, is a unique word created to describe an event, behavior, or emotion people over 50 universally experience. Interesting. Interesting. So give, you have an example from your book? I have a couple here, but you want to give us one? Sure. Uh, sclops. Sclops are shoes, ugly shoes, that are so comfortable you don't care how ugly they are. Sclops. Okay, one more, and then I have a favorite one I got. I just want to share this with everybody. One more. Attic sight. To turn down the volume on the car radio when you are lost so you can see better. <laughs> but do you, does anybody here do that? Rudy, did you ever do that? Turn down the, yes, I've, I've done it. I have to see, turn down the volume. Well, I think it's because the brain can't do too many things at the same time. That's right. That's I right. Especially past your, a certain age. You think so? I think I was doing that in my 30s. We were practicing for now. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. The one I love is ARPIs, A A R P I Z. And it says to transition from being offended by receiving the AARP magazine to looking forward to reading it. <laughs> did I hit an, how many years did some of us avoid sending in the first dues to join AARP and was tearing up the, yeah, yeah. And how many years were you tearing up the, okay, it's time to join at 50. It's like, hell no, I'm not going there for years. And then finally I said, oh, what the heck? And now I look at the covers. I don't, I, sometimes I read the magazines, but I, I love that Michael J. Fox is on the cover now yeah. and Selma Hayek is on the, are you serious? 50, 55. I, I, sometimes I don't want to know about who's on the cover because I can't believe that those years have marched on for all of us. There we go. So what I'd like to do next, thank you for sharing the Quinploids. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to do a couple celebrity birthdays. And if you know who this person is, just wave and we'll just wish them a happy birthday. So Kerry Washington, who doesn't know her? She was the star of Scandal and I follow her on Twitter. She does interesting tweets. Some of them are on the political side, usually yay girlfriend. We're frozen again on Zoom. There we go. She's 45. How did Kerry Washington get to be 44? What I don't understand, ladies and Ru Rudy maybe, is that how she can be doing skincare commercials with this magnificent 44-year-old skin. What does she need extra special creams and lotions for? I'm sorry, I don't get it. They've got models at 22 doing skincare commercials. It's like, are you seriously? I didn't say that word. Okay, so let's go on. Justin Timberlake. Who likes Justin Timberlake? Anybody besides me? No. <laughs> He really matured no. as an artist. Rudy, I did thought ah, him and Britney Spears, okay, give me that stuff years ago. But he really matured into a performer. I have seen some of his performances and I thought, he, you don't like him, Rudy? You could say so. Not so much. Not so okay. much. Not my cup of tea. Del, what about you? Any fan of? Neutral. Okay, well, he's he's 40. Portia de Rossi, isn't she uh, Ellen DeGeneres' wife? And wasn't she in Scandal as somebody in the in the Oval Office? Mm -hmm. I think she was, Portia de Rossi. Uh, the baseball player Nolan Ryan is 74 today. I have an actress I think you all know about, Minnie Driver. Oh, Anybody yeah. guess how old Minnie Driver is today? You won't believe it. 58. 51. Oh, she wouldn't like that. 51. She's just over. She just got defined by the title of Shell's book. And uh, a lead vocalist for the rock band, the Sex Pistols, his name his stage name is Johnny Rotten. John Linden is 65 years old today. How about that? Now, I have a couple of birthdays. There weren't many of people I recognize, but I have a couple of five to be exact social media stars that I've never heard of that I'm guessing you've never heard of. 
and I just want to wish them a happy birthday. This is no disrespect to them, but these are interesting words. We have a young lady on TikTok who's 25 years old, whose name is, come on, Zoom, lighten up there. Here we go. Nikita Dragon. D-R-A-G-U-N, okay? Happy birthday. We have a Twitch star named Punz, P-U-N-Z, who's 24. We have a YouTube star named Chills, C-H-I-L-L-S, one word, okay? That's probably like Madonna and Cher, Chills, 23. We have a YouTube star named Fruit, that's it, just Fruit, 20. And then we have a Landon Nagoyan, who is a YouTube star, and the only reason I picked to say happy birthday to Landon is he's four years old. Oh. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be a YouTube star at four. I'm not sure who, yeah, I'm not sure who and why and what, and you know where I'm going here. Yeah, not my grandkids. Okay, they're in college already. Okay, let's do some national holidays that are crazy, and I'll tell you what today is. First of all, um, let's see, February, which starts tomorrow, so we can do a preview. February is Sweet Potato Month. Rudy, are you a fan of sweet potatoes? Mm, They're okay. They're like, you know, that's so that healthy thing you're supposed to eat. So I, I, I'm on board. I get the Alexia sweet potato fries and I air fry them. And they're really good. And I dip them in a little bit of Miracle Whip mixed with either orange marmalade or honey mixed in with the Miracle Whip mayonnaise and dip the, yes, I know. I don't know how healthy that is, Rudy. But yeah, anyway. I would say there goes the healthy part. <laughs> I know. It's National Bike to Work Month. It's national. Oh, I think you're all, I don't know. I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's Spunky Old Broads Month. Did you know that, Shell? I'll take it. No, I didn't, but I shall be celebrating it from here forward. There you are. It's also National Weddings Month. I thought that was June. It's Women Women Inventors Month. How about that? Women Inventors Month. It's Macadamia Nut Month. It's Embroidery Month, Grapefruit Month, and Hot Breakfast Month. So there's coming up in February. You can all get ready to celebrate. So today is Monday, the 31st of January. It is Inspire Your Heart with Art Day. I'm an artist. I have about 185 paintings in my house. And I keep losing interest. And then I say, nah, I really want to paint some more. So instead of three or four a weekend, I might do three a month now. But I still enjoy them very much. Does anybody here, an artist, do any kind of art? Anything? Rudy, what do you do? I do photography. Okay. And what, what's your subject matter? Um, I do different things. I have a couple little styles I've de- developed myself. And, and uh, so I do this abstract stuff. I have a couple of lenses that are like over 100 years old that I like to use and play around with that. Very, very interesting. Anybody else pick up a a pencil or a brush or anything? I switched from uh, collages with watercolors and and actually gluing things like fabric and, sorry, the insides of packaging. Uh, You know, a chocolate chip cookie, not healthy, Rudy, sorry. They have wonderful, almost like a foil that doesn't crinkle inside the package to preserve it and cut out those make wonderful shapes for collages. But I switched to acrylic paint pouring about a year ago. And my brush of choice for that, Rudy, looks like you might be nodding, is to put them in an egg carton, in the, the six egg carton across the little holes and mix the paints in there and then pour them dump them onto a canvas and swirl the egg carton around and then see what happens and shapes and images of things emerge that I didn't even put there. And they come back and talk to me like there are elephants in one and dancers in another and people on a Broadway stage. I don't know. They just walked out of the paint and they just, so I have a, have a ball with the, the paint pouring. If you haven't tried it, it's very, very interesting. It's also today national bubble wrap appreciation day. Does anybody appreciate bubble wrap? I do. You do. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, when you're moving and it's expensive. Go ahead, Shell. What are you doing? It's just a great way to de-stress, you know, or to drive somebody else nuts. Just pop, pop, pop. Do you pop it with your finger or with a pencil or with your foot? Oh, no. It's, it's tactile. I need to actually feel that pressure and hear that pop. 
Okay. Well, in case you haven't had enough fun today, it's National Eat Brussels Sprouts Day. Anybody eat Brussels sprouts? Ooh, I love them. Oh, you do? It, there's wow. a great res- recipe with bacon and maple syrup that's also really <laughs> good. Ah, it's also yeah. Scotch Tape Day. Love your Scotch Tape. And it's Brandy Alexander Day. I know that's a cocktail. If anybody remembers that, that's today. Let me quickly go through the rest of the holidays. Tomorrow, Tuesday, February 1st, National Dark Chocolate Day. Ah, it's also National Baked Alaska Day. Yes, Rudy. And it's Decorate with Candy Day. I'm not sure what you're supposed to decorate, but have fun with that. Wednesday, the 2nd, is National Ukulele Day. Anybody have a ukulele? Anybody play the ukulele? When my dad passed away in 1995, we found an old, very well-known brand of ukulele in the attic in my mom and dad's house. And I put it on eBay and I took pictures of it and it had a little soft cloth case with a zipper on it. And it was a, a nice little ukulele. And I got responses from people all over the world. And somebody said, we thought we saw a crack in one of the pictures in the back of the ukulele. So I went and looked and there were hairline cracks all the way down the back. So I reposted the pictures to be honest and authentic. And somebody from Hawaii named Yuke Jackson contacted me through eBay and he said, I'll buy it for 50 bucks. And I said, no, it's worth a lot more. It was a very high-end brand. I don't know when my dad ever played it. And it turns out that it was sold by me to a man who called himself a mountain man in Norway. And he only came in to civilization once a month. So we only responded on eBay once a month. So it took a month or two to get the payment, but it it went for several hundred dollars. I spent a day or two packing it in a box that was literally three feet tall by two feet wide so that it would be cushioned and wonderful. I don't even remember what it cost. And he got it. It was a, a Martin. I think it was a CF Martin was the brand. And he emailed me a comment on on eBay, and he said, your dad's ukulele has many years of beautiful music left in it. Thank you for selling it to me. And my mom and I sat down and cried. The magic of connecting with people, right, Rudy? Right, yeah, Shell? Nice. Yeah. Total stranger, had no idea. So that was that was quite a it was EF Martin, I think. Anyway, that was ukulele day today. Oh, uh, that was uh to ukulele is Wednesday. It's also National Crepe Day and it's National Heavenly Hash Day. Does anybody remember Heavenly Hash? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Remember what's ah. in it, Shell? What's in it? Marshmallow and bits of chocolate swirled into chocolate ice cream. Oh, and I think it had some chopped walnuts in it too, I think. Yes, I yes, it did. Yes, yes, heavenly hash. And you could put it in a pan and, and dry it out and serve it as like a like a bark or a candy. Let's go to Thursday. It's National Carrot Cake Day. Who likes carrot cake? With the cream cheese frosting? Anybody? Am I the only one? Now that I'm frozen on Zoom. There we go. I see, see a couple of hands. Rudy, no, good for you. No, carrot yes. Cake. Oh, yeah, okay. Cake. We got to make sure we have dessert for Rudy. It's Feed the Birds Day, I guess, with the leftover carrot cake. And it's National Women's Physicians Day. So if you know any female, any lady people who are female physicians, that's fine. You could send them a, a happy on Thursday. Friday is National Wear Red Day. Well, I'm early, but here I am. It's National Homemade Soup Day. It's National Bubblegum Day. Does anybody remember, was it Topps Bubblegum? What was the bubblegum we all bought when we were kids or some somebody's bubblegum? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. With the, Didn't it have cartoons on the inside of the wrapper? Didn't they have? I, I think so. Bazooka. Yes, yes, yes. And it's also National Stuffed Mushroom Day. That goes back to Katy Perry's theme when she was on SNL singing in a garden of of mushrooms in her mushroom dress. Saturday is National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. I'm in. Okay, good. It's National Shower with a Friend Day. 
I'm out. <laughs> I don't know about that. And it's National Chocolate Fondue Day. A lot of chocolate in this week. And Sunday is pay a compliment day to somebody. Pay a compliment. It's frozen yogurt day and it's chopsticks day. Does anybody remember the first time they learned to use chopsticks? Yes. I'm still when, waiting to learn. <laughs> when was it, Marilyn? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. It was probably about 25 years ago. And it was not pretty. <laughs> my family went to a I, I think i can say it's a chinese food restaurant chinese restaurant and the owner's wife or mother came over and she said she was going to teach us how to use chopsticks and she put little tiny ice cubes on a plate and she taught us how to hold i think she put a rubber band on the chopsticks and spread them apart and said you're going to learn to move your fingers to pick up these little square ice cubes with it and after that we were sort of kind of maybe iffy not bad, but we are able to eat most of our dinner with chopsticks. And, and I now eat all of that type of food with chopsticks. I don't believe in a fork. It is just more fun that way. And you eat more slowly anyway, which is healthy for you, Rudy. Monday, next Monday, before I'm on the air, will be National Alfredo, Fettuccine Alfredo Day. And there's a great brief recipe on one of the wet recipe sites. It's National Ballet Day. And it's National Rose Day because it's the beginning of mm. Valentine's week, a week away from there. So there are our holidays. Let's go around the table. I have asked each of you to send me a quote from a favorite movie or a song or a TV show that you're going to relate to the topic of creativity. So Shell Harrington, you're up first. You sent me the following quote, and the character is Evelyn Couch, Kathy Bates who plays a timid housewife in her 40s, the movie Fried Green Tomatoes, the year 1991, American comedy drama. And the quote is, face it, girls, I'm older and I have more insurance. What in the world does this have to do with the creativity? I can't wait, Shell. I love the quote. Go ahead. Oh, I love how she reframes stuff. We get stuck in the image that other people have of us. And it's easy to beat up on yourself and think of the things you can't do. And I love that she just got right in there with what she can do and the confidence to present it with. So the whole reframing, of course, the the age factor and how she came into her own in that movie and, and spoke up for herself and uh, was creative and how she interacted and, and grew. I love that growth. I'm all about growth and, and changing it up and uh, challenging yourself to move forward. Thank you. And there's our change word again, as Mr. Yeah. Rudy Poe's word today. Marilyn Bushy, you have sent me a famous quote from When Harry Met Sally, which has a dot, dot, dot in the title. 1998. Let me go back to my gallery view so I can see everyone here. 1998, When Harry Met Sally. We all know the movie, American romantic comedy film written by Nora Ephron and directed by Rob Reiner. And Sally was played by Meg Ryan in that wonderful scene in the diner where she says, I'll have what she's having. That was Rob Reiner's mother who was sitting a couple of seats away. And it was an iconic scene. Marilyn, you were creative just picking that quote. Tell me what it has to do with creativity other than that. Go ahead. Well, there was a time in my life when I thought I was not creative. I thought you had to paint. You had to create something beautiful that people could look at and see. Or you had to write a wonderful book or a song or something like that. So I thought, oh, what I do, I don't do any of those things. And I thought, that's what I wanted. I would look at people and say, I wish I, I want what she has. Now I want that. I'd like what she has. So it just was perfect for me to have that quote and, and think about creativity in that way. And I loved it that Rob Reiner, that that was his mom that did it. And yeah. that original show, they were supposed to split. And he changed it because he fell in love. And uh, had them uh, fall in love and walk into the sunset. 
There you go on the way to, on the way from the diner. Thank you very much. Rudy Poe sent an interesting quote from Dirty Heads, American reggae rock band from Huntington Beach, California. Their debut album was Any Port in a Storm, released in 2008 by Executive Music Group. And the quote is, if you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Right on topic. Rudy, how'd you find this one? Go ahead. Uh, I lived in Huntington Beach, actually, for the last five years. I just moved to Florida. But before that, I lived in Huntington Beach, and they were one of my favorite bands I discovered. And that's one of their my favorite songs. So there you go. Very, very cool. And you could have written that line, couldn't you, Rudy? Uh, well, no, I'm not much of a songwriter, but it's a good one. <laughs> I, I wish I wrote it. But There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Thank you. And let's go to Gail's quote. Gail sent another iconic quote. Dorothy Boyd, played by Renee Z, Renee Zellweger, Jerry Maguire, 1996 American, another romantic comedy drama sports film. They keep stringing genres together. It was the ninth highest grossing film of 1996. I didn't know that. And the line is, you had me at hello. I won't attempt to do an impersonation of Renee. Go ahead, Gail. How'd you find us and talk to me? What does it have to do with creativity? Well, I love it because in one word, she captured what could have taken an hour to say. And Tom Cruise in his part was just da 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 trying to say so much. And then she just says, you had me at hello. And it just speaks volume and it, it generated such a feeling of emotion between the two of them. You could just feel how connected they were in that moment. It's just that one sentence. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And I think when you run into or run across or meet a creative person, you just feel that. Don't, don't we feel that energy? Don't we feel a spark? Don't we feel, or an interest that the brain says, I want to know more, or I want to meet that person, or I want to be part of that. I think that's where, where we get involved in creative projects. Rudy, I'm going to go to you. You sent me some interesting creativity statements here, and I'd like to have you, okay. what we call in the news, unpack them. I'll read the statement. Okay. No, no need to look at your notes. And statement number two is about a film you made. You say, I made a documentary film entitled Imagine It, all about the importance of imagination and creativity today. Imagine and creativity are two separate things. Why don't you tell us about similarities and differences briefly, Rudy? Go ahead. So imagination and creativity, it's part of a part of a process. I mean, we First, we imagine, you know, that's our, our imagination. We're inspired by something or we, we think about something that doesn't exist. So that's just kind of a thought process, right? We, we imagine something. And then creativity is sort of the next step. It's, it's where you actually create, you make that which didn't exist. That you, you create what you have imagined. So you actually have to do something to create. You know, it's not just thinking up crazy things. It's you actually have to make it become a reality and then hopefully if you create something worthwhile the last part of that is transformation you transform somebody or something or you or you know or you have a new outlook or you have a new thing that you've made so you imagine create transform i like that i like that do you have have that emblazoned on anything like a uh, a cushion or the back of a sweatshirt are we going to see that somewhere those three words rudy uh, it's in my book, and it's actually on a T-shirt. I'm not wearing it right now, but I have it on a T-shirt, too. So. There you go. Are you that's, selling a, that's, those? that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Are you selling those T-shirts anywhere? Not yet. Not yet. I've, I haven't thought. I've got a, I got a bunch of ideas for shirts. I thought I'd put them on my website, but I haven't quite got around to it. Just Very yet. cool. We'll look forward to that. Thank you. Marilyn, I'm looking at your statement number two. This was interesting. You say, I like to take the giraffe's view of a problem and be able to see all the pieces and put together a solution. Talk to me. 
Well, I don't like to just do the ordinary. That is absolutely no fun. And so when I have a problem or I'm starting to think about doing something, I like to look outside of what's right in front of me and look at it from a different point of view. Maybe say, what would, and I've even done sometimes, like, what would an accountant do? Because I'm not good at accounting. And just to see some different ways of doing things, but not to do the same old ordinary. And I liken it to a giraffe because I love giraffes and they have that long neck. So they're able to see far, far, far. And they come up with things that other people can't see. So that was why I said, I take the giraffe view. I like that. And I'll tell you that the giraffe is the mascot of Great Neck, Long Island, where I lived for 32 years before Uh I moved here to Durham. Uh, something, well, it was a, a shopping district, so, that, but they were talking about the, the, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Shell, I'm looking at your number one statement here. This is interesting. You say introverts are energized by internal factors, extroverts by external factors, and you say you, Shell, are energized by color, which makes you a colorvert. That's a new, <laughs> is, is that a, is that a, a quinboid? It's not, because I think that, uh, that it affects us at whatever age we are. Either you react that strongly to color or you don't. And uh, when I moved into the to the house I now live in, we had lived in mobile home, four rooms in a row, and other people's decoration in apartments. And the one thing I said is, if I ever get my own house, there will be no white walls and no square rooms. And I have had the opportunity to make good on that. There are no square rooms in this house. There are no white walls. And I just embrace myself with the color and uh, it energizes me. I love it. I thought I might get tired of it after a while, but no, I am not. (laughs) I have to ask you, what did you do about square walls? Because most homes you would, unless you're building from scratch. And I had a home where we put rounded corners into one of the rooms. So what do you mean by no square walls? Got to know. No square rooms. We have arches or we have receding ceilings or we have uh, uh, where there's like an octagon shape. The corners are taken off. Every room has an architectural element to it, which breaks up a square. Very interesting. I had a, a colorist, color specialist and realtor on one of my shows a couple of years ago, and I was thinking of selling a house. And she said to me, oh, you have to make sure. I think you're all going to love this. You have to make sure that everything is neutral. Every room has to be beige <laughs> or light green or tan or pale yellow. She said, you can't have any personality in the house if somebody's going to see themselves. I said, well, that's kind of too bad because one laundry room is lilac. One bathroom is one bathroom is two shades of lilac. My bedroom has a almost a battleship gray feature wall behind the bed. The rest are stark white. My bathroom, master bath, is sort of a, a salmon butterscotch yellow. It's hard to describe. Very pretty color. Um, my kitchen now has a red quartz sparkly, like sparkles in it, backsplash, and the countertops are white with little sparkles and silver dots in it. And it's just, and they said to me, oh my God, you have a red kitchen? Nobody will ever buy your house. I said, well, that's too bad because I'm living in it. I want to enjoy my house. This is me. I painted one wall in the living room, a dark candy cane red. And another wall by my mom's piano, her baby grand is where the dining room would be. I have a ba- it's a baby grand room, and that's red. And my music room where my drum, I'm a drummer, is uh, turquoise. And, uh, and there's another room somewhere with another color. And my office here is a uh, dusty rose color. 
and my artwork is everywhere. So if a realtor walked in, they'd probably have a nightmare. <laughs> they say, oh my God, we're never going to sell your house because you've got too many colors. Has anybody run across that where you're, you're, you're the, the question is, is it saleable or am I going to live in it? What, what do you think, Gail? Well, I'm, I'm laughing as you're saying that because the other thing that realtors say is take away your pictures. Take away anything that shows anything about who you are because people want to see who they, how they can fit in. But when I go to look at a house to purchase, I kind of want to know something about who was living there before. I want to get a feel of, you know, their family and what they were like. I mean, I guess because I want to kind of pick up what the energy might have been. So I don't want it stark. I don't want it, you know, half the furniture taken out and everything beige walls and new <laughs> beige carpeting or you know something so I, I I kind of like more personality in homes even when I don't live in them I, I do too Rudy any thoughts about use of color since that's our topic yeah right now? I had a I, I moved into a house once a long time ago and I, I wanted this room that and the, the painter who I hired he says Mr. Poe too many colors too many colors I said no no it's perfect number of colors it's like I think each room has its own is its own space, you know. So you want to be feel this way in this space and that way in that space. It's not all one big space. It's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean, and I like that the idea that we're oh here's that word again. We're creating our space by the colors that mean something to us, and if you don't like it, repaint it. I gave up a wallpaper years ago. It's just too much trouble because I'm doing some of it myself. But just the idea of repainting, and I take my paintings and and paint them, uh, take them. I just invested in something called washi tape. Does anybody know what washi tape is? It's it's a form of scotch tape that has sparkles on it, like glitter. And it comes in, oh, a dozen different colors. It's about a half inch wide. Scotch brand makes it. I just bought a box with 10 of the 10. Uh, for 20 bucks on Amazon, and you can make a faux frame around your canvas if you're painting something without having to invest in a real frame. So I can take the predominant colors that I've done in the painting and try to match it to one of, or just silver or gold. So it's a sparkly tape that you just smooth onto the canvas, only a half inch wide, and you just make a square around it. You just make make the frame. And that finishes it off with having to make without having to make an expensive investment because the cheapest frames I've found for what I do are about 40 bucks a pop, and I'm not I don't have 175 frames in my house. So let's leave it. Anyway, very interesting. Thank you all. I want to go to Gail. You have a creativity statement here. You say, I am creative in how I make connections and see patterns across ideas, people, and events. Gail, tell me. Well, I, I, I don't see myself as artistic. I see myself as more able to put things together in totally different ways. And so um, I might, take two completely different ideas and be able to relate them to each other. And um, Marilyn and I, for example, in our book, we have a seven step model for uh, retirees as they enter their new chapter. That model is actually derived from the seven chakras. So uh, we took the seven chakras And then we said, okay, how might they relate to what we're trying to communicate? And that became our foundation. But we don't talk about the chakras in the book. We talk about a model that takes us from culture we grew up in into self-fulfillment at a very different level. Um, So I, I find that really kind of fun. And I love to make connections across people. 
and to see things in people that they might not see in themselves. Thank you. Very, very interesting. Rudy, how much have you used that in your documentaries, things that people might not have expected, uh, being creative? with? Now, a documentary is supposed to be factual, isn't it, Rudy? So where does creativity come into that? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, whatever, if a film is, a, it's like you're telling a story, right? So either you're creative in how you tell that story, you don't have to be creative in changing around the facts or anything like that. But, but um, you know, Gail just said something about, she said, I don't, you don't consider it artistic. And maybe that's the this, this distinction that people um, miss a little bit, because my belief that creativity is simply problem solving. You know, you're here and you have to go there. There's somewhere, There's a gap between your current, your present state, and your future state, and you have to go from here to there. And maybe it is being artistic and you know painting a painting. Maybe you just have to know how to make the stars look pretty, or the or whatever, or how do you make the the words rhyme and all that. But everybody's create, creative. We all start out as creative beings, and you know, unfortunately, I think oh, through the through the years and through school, we're kind of that's pro, programmed out of us. So the more we can just think of it as ourselves as problem solvers. Everybody's a problem solver. So, I like that. And we need to get back to that and the unusual, the creative, the, uh, the way of thinking, the creative thinking. I had a guest on a few weeks ago who called it courageous creativity. Shell, do you like that term? I do. I do like that term. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That shows an energy. What do you think of it, Shell? I think it's great because it's being bold and stepping outside of your norm. Um, I've just loved Rudy's definition too, though, solving a problem, getting from one place to another and and how you arrive there. It just seems to apply to almost every aspect of life. So yeah, that's, um, that's quotable, Rudy. I think I'll be, I'll be borrowing that. (laughs) Thank you. Certainly attributing it to you, but I like that. Quotable moment. I want to go around the table and then one question around the table quickly. And then I want you to each give your website or where you want people to go. And I'm really enjoying the conversation with all of you. It's probably different from a lot of the radio shows you've done before, but this is what I bring. And this was one of Marilyn's statements. Uh, She said she likes to do something unusual that people are not expecting. The comment was, um, I like to add in something people not expecting, possibly totally unrelated to what I'm working on. So I agree with that. Bring, bring the surprise. Uh, question. Let's go around the table. Shell first, then Marilyn, then Rudy, and then Gail. Do you wake up in the morning and say, I'm a creative person. I'm going to do something amazing today. Or is it just part of the fabric of who you are and it's just there? Shell, quickly, what do you think? I don't wake up using those words. I do wake up already thinking about where the day's headed, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to address it, and ways that I can address it. And until I heard it phrased that way, um, I hadn't thought of it that way, but tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm a creative person, and here's how I'm going to address what's on my plate for today. Thank Thank you. You You are very kind for saying that. I appreciate that. Marilyn, what about you? Do you wake up and say, I'm Marilyn Bushy. I'm a a creative person. Well, I am pretty uh, peppy. Uh, But unfortunately, I I believe that creativity is a spice of life and I should sprinkle it everywhere. But I have to, to be truthful. When I wake up in the morning, I have packed my day so full. I just get on with it. Okay, well, maybe you were creative about packing your day. Rudy, do you wake up and say, I'm Rudy Poe, I'm going to do something amazingly creative today, or is it just there? It just happens. I wake up, and that's that's when I, I sleep on something. You know, my brain processed everything from yesterday, and I have all my best ideas in the morning, right there when I wake up, whether I, so I'm walking or in the shower or whatever, and then I spend the whole rest of the day just executing what I think of in those, that first hour of my day. 
interesting creative can I say creative ideation or just creative yeah. uh, sparkles? Aha. I have uh, I have aha, aha moments, moments and um, epiphanies. I come home from my walk and my wife goes, did you have any epiphanies today? And I said, yes. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I did. So, See, or sometimes, goes, no, not yeah. so much today, but you know, most days I have epiphanies. And that could be, did you wake up and say, I'm a creative person? Yes, I had epiphanies on my walk today. That kind of goes hand in hand with it. Gail, what do you think? Did you wake up there? I'm Gail McDonald. I'm a creative person. What do you think? I wish I did, Red. <laughs> I wake up more with a little bit of the yin-yang going on. I wake up with part of me saying, oh, I think I'm going to go meditate. I want to have a little quiet time. I want to just sort of meld into the day. And the other part of me says, Go get that phone and see what's going on in my life. So I'm, I have this little bit of a yin yang first thing in the morning. There you go. Well, good, good for good mornings. Let's go around the table. Shell first website, please. We've got about two minutes left. Shell. Website, Fat Bottom 50s Get Fierce, and the book itself you can find. No, it's backwards small, too. No, it, can, no it's not backwards. It's fine. Oh, yay. You can find that over 50 to find words just for us that aren't in the dictionary yet. It's our secret code for over 50s. And that's on Amazon. Again, fatbottom50sgetfierce.com. F-A-T-B-O-T-T-O-M, bottom 50, F-I-F-T-I-E-S-G-E-T-F-I-E-R-C-E.com. Did I get it? That's me. Yep. Oh, thank God. Marilyn, where do you want people to go? I want them to go to retirementyourwaybook.com. And also, you can find us on Amazon. We were fortunate to be a bestseller. Yay. Mazel tov. R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T-Y-O-U-R-W-A-Y-B-O-O-K.com. Yes. Got it. Rudy Poe, where do you want people to go? Okay. So I, everything you ever want to know about me, probably more than you ever want to know about me, is at rudypoe.com. And uh, my book is there. Since everybody's showing their book, I'll do it too. There's my book. There's my book. Nice. And uh, that is on embracingchange.io which is attached to my web, to Rudy Poe, but it's also on Amazon. Just put in Embracing Change, and there it is. And Rudy Poe is R-U-D-Y-P-O-E.com. I'm going to do my closing messages here, and everybody just stand by. Don't go away. We'll chat afterwards. So life is short. I think we all agree with that. Break the rules, aren't we all? Forgive quickly, kiss slowly. I tell you, that's the only way to do it. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and never regret anything that made you smile. And here are my final words. Work like you don't need the money. Yeah, at one point or another, we all do, and just get over it. Just look like you're having fun or just change career. We all talk about change, right, Rudy? And dance like no one's watching. And when I was teaching dancing in high heels on top of Formica tables in a high school cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, in front of 250 people and told them, get me a damn stage. I'm going to fall off this thing. Everybody was watching. Trust me. And then sing like nobody's listening. I didn't even attempt to sing tonight on the show. Lucky you. Don't. And love like you've never been hurt, but we all have. Let your heart regenerate. Let it grow back. Let it find new ways to love and new things and people to love. Money talks, chocolate sings, and I stole this line from another host years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye from Red. Bye Facebook. Everybody wave. Bye Facebook. Don't go away, guests. Bye Facebook. Gabe, thank you for being our engineer tonight. Bye-bye, Voice America. Bye Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
We wish you a positively cool creative week.